Hey everybody and welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This podcast is centered around discussions with students from the School of Communications, and we take you inside some of their experiences, opportunities, and aspirations. On today's episode, host Chris Roush interviews Larissa Jean-Jules, a graduate student studying public relations in the 4 Plus 1 program. Larissa is a two-time MAIP fellow and will be interning with Havas Media in Boston this summer. She also discusses a campaign that she worked on for Jiffy Lube that won Best Overall, as well as her experience in QNLA. My name is Mike Bachman, and I'm the producer of the show. I'm also a graduate student in Quinnipiac School of Communications. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. On Common Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, dean of the School of Communications. Hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. Welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Dean Chris Rausch, and joining us today is Larissa Jean-Jules. Larissa is a public relations four plus one master's student. She also received her undergraduate degree from the School of Communications and Media Studies. Larissa recently was accepted into the highly competitive MAIP Summer 2021 Internship Program, and she was matched with the Havis, Havis excuse me, Media Group in Boston, where she will be in a media buying and planning position. Larissa, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So tell me about this, uh, this internship for the summer. Why were you interested in this? Yeah, so as you mentioned, I got my undergrad um, degree in media studies, and then I also double minored in PR and music. So I always knew that I wanted to do something in media, but I couldn't really figure out exactly what it was. So I kind of spent my entire um, undergrad figuring out what I wanted to do, going into multiple internships in like radio, um, television, music, and kind of going from there. And it wasn't until about this year that I realized that I was really interested in advertising. So I kind of found like the niche between uh, media and also being more creative. And that was advertising for me. And how did you hear about this internship program? Yeah, so I initially heard about it from um, Dr. Dunn about a year or two ago. So I applied the first time and because of COVID, a lot of people lost their internships. We ended up having the um, virtual engagement program last summer. And so we were able to apply again because I'm a grad student. And so I ended up applying, reapplying. And that's how I got the position at um, Havis Media. And, and what do you know about Havis? So I know that it has many sectors. So you have Havis Media, you have Arnold, which is more the creative side. Um, and then you have, uh, I believe it's Havis Worldwide, which is the overarching umbrella. And so um, in the Boston office, they kind of split it. So you have the Havis Media on one side and then the Arnold on the other side. The Havis Media is more so the media buying and planning and um, also like more of the, like the logistical stuff. And then when you get to the Arnold side, it's more of the production side um, and also like the more creative side, like the art directing and um the technology side of things. And so what side are you more interested in, the, the creative side or the strategy side? I think I want to dabble in both, but I do like the more strategic side of kind of being able to figure out 
you know, what medium should we place um, different ads on and kind of doing that research and figuring out, okay, like this is where your public is. This is where your audience is. Let's place this ad here. How are we going to get that ad? Why does it make sense? And kind of building off of that. And so this is, this is getting back to what you said originally, and this is more of a macro question, but is that what interests you about advertising? Is that why you kind of have steered now to where you think you want to go into advertising? I kind of got more into it after hearing about the different jobs that there were in advertising. Like there are so many different paths that you can go down. Like you could be media buying planning, you could be social strategy, you could be um, do art directing. And so I felt like there were so many paths for me to go down, even if I didn't want to stay in media uh, buying and planning, I could go into social strategy or I could um, dabble in uh, art directing if I really wanted to. And just kind of like learning the different elements of a campaign and where everybody's positions kind of come together to create this like one overarching, um, I guess you'd say like a project for the client. So that's kind of how I got really drawn into it. Tell me a little bit more about what you did in the MAIP uh, program last year that was virtual. Yeah, so initially it starts about in March and you do total, it's 22 weeks long. So for the first, um, while you're still in school, about 12 weeks of it is just intensive training. So you're learning more about the advertising industry, the different um, specializations, how they all work together. And you go through this like uh, virtual training and so after you completed that is when that's when the program starts around in June. And so that it consists mostly of like focusing on what you have. So last year I was social strategy and you get a mentor. And so you attend like these different, um, I guess you'd say sessions dedicated to whatever your discipline is. So mine was social strategy. So, you know, we had different agencies come in and talk to us and, you know, give us skills to work with, connections to build and kind of explaining how this all works together. So even if you didn't have an advertising background like me, like it was really supportive and I felt like I could learn a lot from this. Um, towards the end of the summer is when we had three weeks of campaigns. And so we had a week, we were put into a group um, with other different disciplines so we could really see for ourselves how everything works together. And each week it was a different campaign from um, a different agency. So one of mine, I believe, was um, with Media or Mindshare. Sorry, um, we had another one from Digitas, and then I don't remember what the third one was. But um, you get a week, and you also get a uh, basically a supervisor who would kind of guide you through things. But for the most part, it was all our ideas and figuring out what it was. And then towards the end of it, we were able to present it as like a competition and see um, who came up with the best and most inclusive campaign and go from there. And everyone who won, um, I believe they walked away with like a cash prize for each person in that group. So that's pretty much how the whole um, summer went. And then towards the end, we also have the face of talent and that's more of like a, um, I guess you could say like a job fair slash career fair. And we were set up to talk virtually with different recruiters from um, hundreds of different agencies and kind of learn more about the agency and where you think you might be able to fit. And it was really a really good opportunity to um, network and hopefully turn your internship into a full-time job, or if you didn't have an internship, um, secure a full-time job after. 
So my understanding is that you worked on a group that actually won the best overall campaign for Jiffy Loop. Yes. What was that campaign? Yeah, so we were tasked with basically creating a campaign for Jiffy Lube, but one that focused on, I believe it was getting, I believe the age group was about 25 to 34 and kind of building a campaign around that. And so we kind of came up with the idea of, we wanted it to be more uh, kind of like, I guess, progressive where they have flow. So we created Jilly, which was our uh, woman for Jiffy Lube and kind of carrying that through and then also deciding what mediums did we want to place it on. So we decided on um, Spotify radio and then a Hulu ad. And then also we kind of decided to add an app to that because a lot of times when you go to um, these different mechanics, there really isn't a more technological side to things. It's more of like, they might put a sticker on your window, like come back at this day, or they might send you an email. So we wanted to make it as, I guess, bring it forward in terms of technology and include little things like maybe um, a Spotify playlist that you could listen to while you're getting your car serviced or taking the stress off of young people when it comes to going to the mechanic. Like most people, they go to their uncles, their aunts, their grandparents to get their cars fixed. You don't really want to go to the mechanic if you don't have to. So just kind of taking off that stress was our kind of overarching theme for the campaign. So you mentioned uh, Spotify and Hulu. So I, yeah, and the target audience was a younger audience for this? Yes, if I remember correctly, I believe it was millennials. Okay. Who obviously are on Spotify and Hulu Radio. Yeah. Larissa, how did you get to Quinnipiac? Yeah, so I actually came for a visit back in eighth grade. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I know. So the school that I went to, we, they were very serious about spearheading students or yeah, their students into um, college visits very early. So we were visiting colleges since sixth grade. So we started off with Harvard, MIT. I think seventh grade, we did, I think Northeastern and other colleges in Boston. And then in eighth grade, we had an overnight trip where we did colleges in Connecticut. So it was Wesleyan, Quinnipiac, and then I believe University of New Haven. And so I remember just like stepping on the campus and like seeing just how like beautiful it was and just seeing like, I could see myself there the moment I was there. And even the fact that I was able to remember to apply there four years later, my senior year, and then go back and visit again. And I still had that same feeling. So that's kind of how I ended up there. Um, and also I was really drawn into the Q and LA program, which I had the opportunity to participate in my junior year. And so that's kind of how I got in there. And um, did you know back in the eighth grade that you wanted to do something in communications or? Yeah. Um, so for me, I knew that I always wanted to do something creative and have like a fun job, um, for lack of better words. So, you know, when I saw that you could, you know, there's a person behind, you know, the camera that's, you know, recording things, or you could be the editor, or you could come up with the idea, or you could, you know, you know, spearhead different projects and just kind of learning about that is where I kind of gotten drawn into that. And so I ended up doing a lot of programs related to that. So I started off more on the art side and I was like, oh, I don't know if I really fit in there. But then as I grew older, um, I think I got my first internship 
sophomore year of high school. And that was uh, for something called Teen TV. It was a really small like um, television network. And so that was the first time that I got to work on my own um, episode, I guess you could say, and kind of putting together the ideas, what message do we want to send to people? Who's our audience and kind of building off of that. And I really enjoyed that. So, you know, going into freshman year, I knew, okay, I don't really want to like put myself in one category. And so that's how I ended up as a media studies major. Like I felt like I could learn everything. I didn't have to just go specifically in PR or specifically into advertising or film. So I kind of just stayed in that communication media studies bubble. And that's kind of how I grew, grew from there. Tell me about your experience at QU in LA. What was, uh, what was attractive uh, to you about that? Um, so I always knew that I wanted to move out of Boston. Uh, and Boston's so a was, great city. <laughs> it is, but when you grow up there, you're kind of like, I, I want to do something new. Like I want to go right. somewhere else. And that's kind of how I also ended up in Connecticut because I could have very well stayed in Boston, but I just didn't really want to stay. So I saw the QNLA program. Um, there were a couple of other schools on my list that had a program like that, but I just kind of felt like they weren't really supportive in that nature that Quinnipiac was. Like I remember going into the info sessions and hearing like, okay, like we're gonna help you get an internship. We're going to support you while you're out there. Essentially you have a sense of freedom to kind of do, you know, whatever you want. And so um, just hearing about that, that really like drew me in and it also made me feel like, okay, I can test how I would feel about living in LA before actually just moving to LA after graduation. Cause that's a big decision. Um, and so like, that's kind of how I got drawn into it. And what did you intern, uh, or where did you intern when you were out there? So I interned at Lucid Noise, and halfway through, I also picked up a second internship at Media Playground PR. So Lucid Noise was more so focusing on uh, music and working with a small up-and-coming artist, and that's kind of how I learned that I wanted to work more in entertainment. And so with that, I was able to... Um, work to help build a festival, a music festival that we're going to put on. Um, I was also able to work with the small and up and coming artists on his music and also learning how to market and, and do the PR stuff and figure out, okay, like here's your audience, here's maybe the type of music that they might be interested in. Who could we partner with? What could we do out there? And he actually ended up going to uh, Tokyo, Japan about like three quarters of the way into my internship. And so I was working more, more remotely. And like at the time I was a little worried cause I was like, oh, well, you know I don't know anything about, you know Japanese culture. Like how could I possibly, you know make connections out there? And it was a challenge but I think it was a great challenge to have um, just learning how to um, communicate with people internationally and kind of build those skills and figuring out other cultures. What are they listening to? What might they be interested in? Who could we partner out there that you could maybe um, collaborate with on a song, videographers, finding those people. And, you know, doing that at 20 years old, I thought was completely insane, but, you know, it really worked out. Um, and then the second internship I had was Media Playground PR, which more so focused on fashion PR. Um, and so it was kind of like a wholesale thing where stylists and celebrities could come in and they could figure out you know, what clothing they wanted to wear, what the project was. We helped them figure out um, what, I guess you could say, outfits would be best for this. If they're doing a magazine cover, here's the brands that we have, this would be great. 
if you're doing a video shoot, you could wear these brands and, you know, that's how the brands get there. I guess you could say, you know, like that's how they, they, uh, how they get noticed. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, that's kind of where I was at with that. I met a couple of celebrities here and there. Um, working. All right. You, you got to <laughs> drop some names. Uh, um, this I was kind of mad about. A week before I came, um, the cast of 13 Reasons Why was there. Um, an MTV show, I think it was, jeez, uh, what was its name? It was an MTV show. I don't remember exactly the name, but the cast was there at one point. Um, Blake, uh, I think Blake Michael, he was on Disney Channel, Dog with a Blog. He was there. Uh, I met, I think, Noah Centineo at one point. And then I didn't meet, but we had Liza Koshy. We had, uh, we did something for Sky Jackson. They weren't there physically, but we were picking out the clothes for them. So like, that was really cool. That sounds cool. All right, Larissa, we can't diss Boston. I got I got to hear favorite thing about Boston, <laughs> favorite sports team from Boston. Give me something good about Boston. Oh, okay. I would say the fact, it, this is so cliche, but it's the fact that there's a Dunkin' Donuts like on every corner. And I love that. <laughs> like I live in between like th- about three Dunkin' Donuts within one mile. It's kind of crazy. Like I could go to one and people have their favorite ones too. Like there could be three and you're like, no, I'm going to drive past that one. I'm going to go to my favorite one. That's like two seconds away. Like you'd rather do that. Um, and then <laughs> favorite team, I would say the Celtics. Cause that's who I grew up watching. And, you know, I have like a vivid memory of the celebrations, like watching it on TV in like fifth grade. I think this was like 2000. they won the title yeah and like watching it you know in our class and we have no idea what's going on but we see there there's a celebration and we won something so you know we were just watching that and then I just like really love that memory but then a close second I would say the New England Patriots because I mean they were winning like every other year and so it was just like oh another one okay I have to admit I do have a favorite Dunkin Donuts location (laughs) exactly It's the, it's the one at the Harvard Square train station. See, everybody has their favorite. There are so many at this point. And I even realized that I don't think there's a Starbucks within like five miles of me, which like says a lot. So it's like, of course, we're going to go for the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> All right, Larissa, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Uncommon Grounds. And for those of you who aren't familiar, we have a YouTube show called Connect with Chris, where I talk to alumni from the School of Communications. Thank you for listening today. That was Chris Rausch interviewing Larissa Jean Jules. On Common Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show was produced by myself, Mike Bachman. A big thank you to Heather Popovics for running social media. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. To learn more about all of our podcasts, you can visit qu.edu slash podcast. And you can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. And be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. If you have a story to share or something you want us to talk about, you can find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Grace Sablick, a recipient of the 2021 Vance and Betty Lee Stickle Award. Be sure to stay connected, stay informed, and we'll catch you next week.